0: What up guys, welcome to episode 11 of the Fair City Podcast. This is a, this is, I say this every time, but it's an exciting one for me again because I've got a special guest co-host and I've got two guests to rummage through their brains on. So first off, we have our in-house first day there in case our guests take their passion a bit too far. My co-host tonight is a self-professed spooky girl, so tonight she'd be right up our street. She's a digital marketer, journalist, graphic designer... Basically, Jack of all trades and up and coming queen of the podcast. Welcome, Holly.
1: Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, not
0: too bad. Not too bad, but pumped for tonight. Pumped. Pumped. I'm, I'm yeah.
1: nervous. <laughs> <Stop it laughs>
0: nervous. We have a podcast with us tonight as well. A new podcast that's not recorded yet, not started yet, but will be out very shortly. Hopefully. And, and with the, the release of this, the pressure's on to yeah. deliver. Um, so, first guest is a dear friend of mine who would do anything for you unless it involves bravery. <laughs> the man who has deserted me on many a hairy moment and left for dead, <laughs> but will always pick me up once the dust has settled. <laughs> his real name's Graham, but his friends, and that includes all you who are listening, get to call him Jen.
2: Hiya, hi Jen, how you doing? Good, thank you. Good, good, I would ask how you are, but I already
0: know because Holly asked. Yeah, that's uh, the downside of three, like <laughs> <a> three-way <laughs> yeah. uh, or four-way our chat. Chat. Let's just uh, <laughs> <Four-way. laughs> <laughs> high five. <laughs> and and our, our second guest, not guest co-host, guest. I don't really know much about this person yet, but I do know that he lives in England. he's friends with Chen and the starting a new dark podcast so it kind of makes any trained well even untrained psychologists probably worry like hell about his mental state uh, <laughs> so welcome uh, to jimmy jim and james what do you prefer uh jim or jim. james jim, me, yeah. jim. thank you how you thanks doing for having me. good thanks yeah okay, excellent so tonight's podcast or today's or this afternoon's or whatever is about your podcast but before we do that, let's just get to the general chit-chat. So what you have been up to?
2: Today or in general? In general. Not a lot. Tell people about yourself. Me? Yes. Oh my God, I am half Chinese. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing you go with. Well, Often with that. Yeah. There I remember go. speaking to someone once, they are like, well, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Perth. But then in my head, I started overplaying it. I was like, but I'm originally from Hong Kong. <laughs> and it just got really awkward because she was a stripper. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
0: that's the awkward part of that conversation was where yeah. you are from, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: Ben scared them off eventually, you know. Ben. That's that's Ben um, about myself. I am Asian. I am thirty three. I have a degree in psychology. I work with potatoes. That's probably the most exciting part. Yeah, um, <laughs> Do you psychoanalyze them. Yeah, <laughs> right, Okay. Well, when I say potatoes, I mean like really stupid people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so that, my <laughs> degree suits me there. Yeah. Um, that's really it. Yeah, I don't lead a very exciting life. I play a lot of Gears of War with you, be as you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. this projector behind you. Yep. Yeah. That's where the magic happens. That's where we've completed many, many a horde wave.
0: <laughs> or watched you turn into a dust outline as you run yeah. up into the distance. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: No, that's about it for me. Yeah. yeah. Jim, what about yourself? Tell <laughs> us a bit more. I'm 33, I'm not Asian, No, nope. I, I live near Manchester, not a great deal to tell either, I've got a psychology degree, that's where me and Chen met. That's uh, my next question, Doc. Yep, that's <laughs> it all. Uh, and basically I just work in an office, an engineer, and just I've always been interested in the darker things. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Macabra. Yeah.
0: The, the amount of times you hear people s- pronouncing yeah. that wrong, yeah. I, I've i given up. I don't even know what the right pronunciation yeah. of that word is We just like
3: to cycle through each time, do a different one. Ah, and Macabre. Like, yeah. That's
0: a good idea. And then if someone says you got it wrong in this episode, I'd be like, ah, but we got it right in the yeah, one after. Exactly. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And Holly, tell us about yourself.
1: Well, I don't have a psychology degree. but I studied film and media at university, which done a lot. Of, we done a lot of horror films, a lot of scary films. So I'm quite in. Spent a lot of my time watching serial killer documentaries, but like the likes of Tim Bundy. So I'm quite excited for this one. I want to see push my knowledge, how much I know, and uh, yeah. But where did you guys study psychology together? Bundy. Dundee,
2: Many moons ago. What a yeah. shame. A long yeah. time ago. <laughs> that was fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling I might have met you back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I think so. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You might, you might remember he had two broken wrists at one point. <laughs> Walking around with two casts. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Do we have to
0: go into that story? Yes. I think so. Do they know? Do your listeners know? I don't know. I, I tell this story quite a lot, and I repeat myself quite a lot on various episodes That's of the podcast. That's hilarious. So, uh, long story short, I got drunk in Dundee. Um, Jumped over a wall, but it was like about eight, ten foot on the other side, something like that, and I went head first. So the first thing to hit the ground were my wrists, well, my hands, then my face, then my chest, then my legs, finally decided to break what was left of the fall. Um, So first thing I'd done once I could breathe, because... The, the, it took the wind right out of me first thing I'd done was phone my brother I was like you fucking missed it that was hilarious <laughs> and he's like you alright I'm like I'm fine I'm fine I'm hurting but I'm not like broken hurting and then my wrist started so and I was like I'm going to have to go I'm losing grip <laughs> and uh, eventually got home and my flatmate at the time was a doctor Our fifth, she was, studying, she was in her fifth mm-hmm. year she's like I don't know about your arms but you're going to have to get your face stitched up because my chin was bust wide open. It doesn't show. No. It's still beautiful. <laughs> Adds to character. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, ended up getting one arm. Like, the, the NHS test for a broken wrist was can you do this? And I went, no, yes. She went, right, that one's fine, we'll let you do this one. In hindsight, I should have just put both arms like that and let them have a look. Yeah. Um. so. Got my, got my x-rays back and um, they didn't even tell me they're just like right go sit over there next to this trolley plaster of Paris I'm like right so it's, it's broken and, oh yeah 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 it's broken right thanks I was quite drunk so it was quite funny as well <laughs> so ended up going home uh, Alan was with me that night Sanj uh, hi Sanj shout out to Sanj yeah. and uh, oh, I was so funny in the, like, during the night I had my hand on a pillow and I realised uh, so I went to move it with my other hand I realised nah, it's no working and I could tell by the feeling it was broken as well because it was just it was numb uh, so in the morning <laughs> I got up took me like an hour to get dressed and half an hour of that was just putting socks on <laughs> <laughs> and I says to Alan hey, Alan you need to get up my other arm's broken I'm going to have to go to the hospital and he just goes are you using that cover? no I'm up grabs the <laughs> cover roll, pulls it off the bed because he was sleeping on the floor rolls over and goes back to sleep Typical signs, right? <laughs> Typical signs So I ended up At a hospital With two casts on And this nurse Walks past Looks at them And goes Well that's unlucky Isn't it
2: So <laughs> Trying
0: try to raise The middle finger And it wasn't Working So that was me I ended up With two Two broken arms for five weeks. If I remember it was a pink and a blue. Red and, mm-hmm. blue. Yeah, red and blue. I wouldn't put a go. pink one on, I I was, I was, I was ah, pinks yeah, girls yeah, for then. girls back yeah. then. You you're entitled to whatever colour you want now, there's no gender assignment for any colours <laughs> you can be any gender
2: you want (laughs) you can be any colour you want
1: before we start can I just say the beard game is really strong tonight you've got like like the start you've got middle and then you've got this guy over here like there needs to be this this happened so much I know I'm trying I'm working on it (laughs) but it's just not happening for me
0: Robin on hair (laughs) restorer like that only took him two
1: weeks oh this took me three years yeah
2: this has taken me about like six months (laughs) (laughs) I've been growing
1: mine since I was (laughs) fifteen
2: Do you think like like Sand is now a paramedic, right? Do you think he does that? He goes into people's houses and he just goes, oh, "Can I borrow your covers, please?"
0: <laughs> no, he looks <laughs> at them, looks at them bleeding out, and goes, "Oh, that's unlucky." Why <laughs>
2: <laughs> are you using those covers? <laughs> ah, brilliant! Does he listen to your podcast?
0: Yeah, yeah. Ah, he listens. So shout out to Sand. Um, just a couple of things I need to cover off. Uh, firstly, thanks, to Army Freshman, uh, for the intro music. Uh, we'll always have forever. You'll get that on Google Play, Spotify, all the, the usual places. Uh, I've written this all down. I've forgotten it. and Yeah, that, that's that's the point I've just covered just now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm over the place. <laughs> it's okay. It's Working it. It's, yeah. it's, it's Chen's beauty. It's just kind of distracting. Yeah, you know the first one to say that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all my victims do. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh God. speaking this of... This is going to take a turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, speaking of victims, that just leads us nicely into your podcast. So, yeah. tell us all about the podcast. Over to you guys, and we'll, uh, we'll quiz as
2: you go. Well, <coughs> our podcast is going to be true crime. Yes. Um, Focusing on serial killers and murderers, yeah. or specific murders, because you've got some in mind about that. Yeah, anyway. I've,
3: I've got some specific murders in mind that are interesting. Basically, we don't want to cover anything that's like gang related or mass murdering mass murders you know war criminals nothing like that it's trying to focus on stuff that's interesting because of like the mental position that they were in when they committed the crimes it's it, obviously some of it's going to be quite unsavoury some of it's going to be graphic and gruesome but if you're thinking I might like to listen to this podcast generally you'll be up for that anyway mm-hmm.
2: yeah we're calling ourselves a badly researched podcast. I, I quite like yeah. that little tagline. Yeah, just, you know, because we're probably not going to have the facts right. We're, <laughs> we're going to have an absolute laugh doing it. So is that it.
3: the official title of the podcast? It
2: is a bloody mess, a badly researched podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the main thing is there's lots of podcasts which already go into so much detail about it, and have real long episodes, and then there's lots of podcasts which are on the other side which are bordering more on comedy, and we want to try and do something in the middle. So if the episodes are not too brief or shallow that if you already know about it you're not going to learn anything, but also if you if you're completely new to it, to this field of interest that you can actually it's, it doesn't want to scare you away. it's mm-hmm. yeah, good right. for people who know a bit, or who know nothing, who know a lot, yeah. hopefully everyone will be able to enjoy it.
2: Like for both of us, we we kind of like the uh, mental side of things of why people want to do that, why what happened to them growing up and stuff like that. And I like particularly the methodical way that people will think of to kill people. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the killing itself that interests me; it's the it's the thinking, the process behind it. That's that's more interesting to me. And the stories are, are absolutely fascinating. They really, really, really are. And is
0: that the is that the thinking before and after the act as well? Because a lot of them can be quite. No, I don't want to generalise them, but it can be quite ritualistic in the before and after.
2: Oh, yeah, some so, of them are. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Some of them build shrines and stuff with dead humans and stuff like that. It's, it's yeah. fascinating. You know, it's fascinating. We'll just go in We'll pick one serial killer, one murderer, and just tell their story, Yeah. basically, and just have a laugh <laughs> along the way. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be
1: one serial killer or one more dark pair podcast. Yes, yeah.
2: yes. However, I've overdone it on the first one. I think that's going to be a, yeah. <laughs> a two-episode thing. <laughs> yeah. Have
1: you got any? Give us any text teasers that are coming up, anything that you've got lined up?
3: I think on the we're going to focus on UK-based murders murders okay. and serial killers because we don't think that that's really been focused on a lot recently. It's more been serial killing as a whole. Uh, but I think we are going to... There's some interesting ones that we're aware of that haven't been covered, but it might be every fourth or fifth episode's an international one and it's a brief covering of other people who we couldn't make a full episode on. Mm-hmm. But we're going to try and cover ones that you won't have heard of or you, you maybe won't know as much about.
1: Yeah, that's good because I think a lot of people are probably like things like Jack the Ripper and that sort of, they're talked about a lot
3: yeah.
1: um, so trying to get ones that people aren't aware of.
3: Yeah, I mean because <clears throat> there's also the ones that people who people are going to be aware of that. we're not going to be you know educating everyone for the first time about it but the people who are aware might, they might know more than us but they'd like to hear our take on it hear what we're doing about it and just, you know basically hear our input. We're also going to pick um serial killers that
2: interest us like the first yeah. one we're doing is H.H. H. Holmes because I find that story absolutely bloody fascinating mm-hmm. the guy essentially without going into too much detail built a building which was designed to
3: kill people and he, he, his kill count could be up to 200 people
2: oh, wow. it I'm was
3: really... it was just the perfect storm of uh, the man's upbringing his personality type uh, the means he had access to but also the way that everything contributed to lending him get away with it at the time. It was the social situations, the police.
2: Which we'll discuss
3: everything yeah. about that
2: in the podcast of how yeah. it was allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. And he got away with it for a long, long time. And it wasn't even the murders he got caught for. He got caught for something else. So, <sighs> yeah. And spoilers, he's dead now. Right, no, you know. yeah. Yeah. So just no to, the serial killer's dead.
1: <laughs> <no>. <laughs> just to clarify for all listeners, there are no serial killers in this room. No? No, but, we're all good.
3: I've only, oh, I've and, only done the one. Not, <laughs> yet. not yet part of me wants to put a bit of a disclaimer in to say that we're not celebrating these people at all because there will be people who are dipping in who are fans of other podcasts on the network and who want to say oh what's, what's this new podcast about we don't want to think that we're hero worshipping at all mm-hmm. but it kind of goes without saying that these are fascinating stories, fascinating situations and I've always been to the darker side of humanity and I also quite like gruesome things as well mm. a bit of a gore hound so I like that side of things Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that no crime no, 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 podcasts yeah. true
0: crime podca- podcasts are really popular mm. um, a lot of people go for them I listened to one um, we talked about it on the last episode it was quite funny actually we talked about it. it's called Witch Murderer mm-hmm. um, yeah. I might have mentioned them to you before. Yeah, before yeah. yeah. I've and not had uh, a chance to listen to it. so we described a bit about Witch Murderer and they'd heard it and they were talking about it on their latest podcast like how we tried to describe them mm-hmm. and they were like you can't describe us without making us sound like total assholes because yeah. what they do is they bring a murder each to the table uh, or to the discussion describe it for 10 minutes or so and then have a discussion over would you rather be murdered this way or that way kind of thing and that, and it, it is lighthearted hearted yeah. it, it is and it isn't they, they do <clears throat> give the due respect to mm-hmm. what's going on in that but it is kind of it's hard to it's hard to have that sort of disclaimer <laughs> of yeah you know we're we're not worshiping and we're not yeah, we're yeah. just discussing it because it fascinates
2: people and the stories themselves fascinating mm-hmm. that people can do these things yeah. like yeah. um is he's absolutely fascinating he yeah. would drill into people's heads and pour boiling water and they try and make a zombie you know what i mean it's it's, fascinating. it's Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you need them <laughs> honestly it's
3: <laughs> crazy I think one of the things is we're trying to we're making this for our peers we're making this for we're trying to make the podcast that we won't listen to and if you've if you've heard anything that you don't like the sound of then the podcast isn't for you and that's fine mm-hmm. that's you might not like this and it's okay we're not going to be for everyone Yeah, but also we're not going to make any excuses about the subject matter yes and I think that, that's that's kind of touching on what what's funny about
0: our podcast like the FC1 is the fact that we are basically telling people to go and listen to other podcasts. You yeah. know, it's like, go and listen yeah. to these guys. Go and listen to these guys. If you come back, great. But yeah. try them out, you know. And I suppose it gives people a little teaser to say, well, yeah, that does sound quite interesting. So, yeah, that, that's the kind of aim of this anyway. Yeah.
2: Just
0: Thank you for this opportunity. To try and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you suck up. Uh, <laughs> no, you've not seen any of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are there any podcasts out there that you do listen to that kind of inspired you to go you know what I want to try this want... because you said like you want to make one for your peers and things yeah. like that and you've obviously thought about it quite a bit but what inspired you to make a podcast and
3: not necessarily like you know write about it or YouTube or something like that the first thing that got me to podcast as a whole was the distraction pieces podcast right which basically <clears throat> uh, he's a spoken word artist and rapper called Scroobius Pip and he basically tried to Restart the long form interview, and each of his podcasts are exactly the same. They start off from basically being childhood, early life, teenage years, adult years, career, and then what he's had all different people on. He's had actors, he's had ex undercover police officers. He actually had a refugee on as part of the uh, charity's Refugee Week, mm-hmm. and he's had uh, other musicians on. And it's just it's it's a it's a fascinating podcast, and that made me realise that there is more out there than just television and magazines Mm -hmm. and it's this whole other form of medium that's just so so much better for this day and age
0: yeah
3: and I suppose if you get back into the subject matter last podcast on the left is a massive influence for us I mean that is essentially the perfect true crime occult paranormal podcast it's fantastically researched they're hilarious guys Uh, and I don't think we're going to be anywhere near as good as that no (laughs) no but there's other ones which I think they manage to have the perfect balance between the right amount of facts and the right amount of comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other ones, other podcasts which I feel don't manage to get the balance right. Some of them are too based in facts and too dry. Some of them are too based in comedy and a bit, a bit rambling. And I just don't think it's. I think we can really straddle that line and go straight down the middle. Excellent. Yep.
2: That's a fantastic answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> yeah, they had their drunken rambles last yeah. night. That's exactly what oh. you said, word for word. Um, for me, I didn't even know what a podcast was six months ago. And then I can't remember what we were speaking about. I was speaking with James. And he goes, I listened to these guys. And then I started listening to the serial killer ones. And I was absolutely hooked. Hooked. So I'm still a novice when it comes to serial killing and not serial killing. <laughs> <novice>, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a novice. I'm like, okay, okay, you've got a pen. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah I listen to that one quite a lot because as James says their their research is top notch and they are hilarious hilarious at times I mean I drove down to England the other day just put one of theirs on and we were just cracking up, <laughs> the world, cracking up. but they've they they they've got a good um, a good balance another one is um, All Killer No Filla which are two, yeah. um, two comedians and they are very very funny but that's not a criticism their their storytelling isn't as good as the last podcast right so we want to have good story, storytelling with a mix of, of good humour. So I got a kind of mix of those two, I would say.
3: And I think that if you <coughs> if you're a massive fan of All Killer No Filler, I don't think we would take their position as your number yeah. one. I think we're going to be doing something different to those again because mm-hmm. you know they are more focused on the comedy side and we want to be ordinary people yeah. basically doing a podcast for our friends. Yeah. That's essentially what we want to keep the tone as. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: No all killer no filler, they they go in big. Tangents for about twenty minutes yeah like different things, which is hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. I do love me know. a tangent? Oh, they're great. Mm. Honestly, oh, you need to. I'll send you something. <laughs> but when it gets to the, the the serial killer in their podcast, it's not as in detail as the last podcast on the left. And we want to be detailed, but not too much. Not too much.
1: I know you said podcast is a good medium for now, but do you still watch a lot of like TV programs about serial killers and um, movies? I know I I used to binge watch just documentary after documentary about these things. The only downside, I think, sometimes to try and visualize visualize it along with the story, and you're like, nah, that's probably not as realistic. Mm, yeah. But do you still draw on that or? Yeah,
3: I, I I watch a lot of true crime documents. I watch anything. I personally find it really hard to watch anything with reenactments in. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, the, I would I would rather have an uh, academic person tell me what happened than have you know, minimum wage actors rolling around in a flat in a <laughs> trying to stab each other with plastic knives. Uh, I do watch anything that comes out that's, that's true crime, watch everything like that because it's so fascinating. But on a lot of the uh, slightly older series that you get on Netflix and like, especially on Sky with the, I think it's the Crime Investigation Channel, which is fantastic, but... If I've already got a bit of knowledge about it and think, oh, I might watch this, I know something about that, I often know just as much as the television programme. Oh. So that's where I think that our research is, we're going to try and compile all the research that are out there and come to be really uh, all-encompassing really, to try and get you the full story that you might not find out from one Wikipedia article, yep. one article in a newspaper. We're going to try and get every bit and piece it together.
2: Mm-hmm. I use Google search. <laughs> <laughs> um, no i don't watch a lot of stuff um not not documentaries because my attention span is absolutely terrible so i do do a lot of just if i, if I hear a name i'll just google search them mm-hmm. but for this one i've actually read an entire book the, the podcast we're going to be doing i
0: know mean, you've been you've been researching this for a while because yeah. you sent me a picture about three weeks ago i think yeah. it was of research for the podcast i said Oof.
2: Yeah, I did take a break in there. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I rushed it at the last minute, but I did read the Two entire two-week, six-day break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
3: reading a book is the first to you.
2: Yeah, just about, so and it didn't have any pictures. Or <laughs> well, pop-up? It didn't pop-up.
1: I was like, look, where's <laughs> well, so this man's castle? It <laughs> is, should be a pop-up castle. Do you think your degree, your background, your degree helps you a lot and with the, it piques your interest in it? Psychology, I'm sure you've done a lot on kind of crime and serial killers some Freud in there, maybe? Not as much
2: um, crime and serial killers, but I think we both did it because we have a, uh, an interest in how the mind works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't realise about psychology is that it's a, a lot of statistics and it just bored the hell out of me. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah,
3: with, with me, psychology was the first subject I'd done. I did it at A-level. It was the first subject I did I actually enjoyed. So I was like, I don't just want to do this as a career, but I want to do more of this. Yeah. So when you're trying to decide your future at 17, I thought, oh, were, I'll do it. A degree in this, it's a subject I can do it, I'm good at it, went to and it's, it's very interesting, lots of stuff is fascinating, but I think it's a bit of the question, it's a bit of a chicken and egg, is it, do you like serial killers because of your psychology degree, or do you like c- serial killers for the same reason that you chose your psychology degree, it's just liking the understanding of people, mm-hmm. understanding of behaviour, and to a certain extent it's just as interesting to find out why people do normal things as it is to find out why they do abnormal things. Mm-hmm. but not as interesting if they don't no, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: not as interesting when they haven't been murdering prostitutes
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> of you got a favorite this is a really bad thing to say yeah. like do you have a favorite serial killer but that's do you know what i mean like someone that piques your interest the most
2: mine i was out for lunch with james and i was still very new to this serial killer thing and he just told me about hh H. Holmes, the one we we're going to do our first podcast on and it also was the most fascinating thing that this guy had got into his mind to build a, and it and even the way he built his, his hotel just designed to kill people is incredible so he's my favourite if you want
1: my yes. favourite they had quotes around uh, it and those yeah. who can't see favourite <laughs> has I'm not lot of right
2: yeah <laughs> I think I've seen Hostel actually yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> so. that was based
2: yeah that was based on it Hostel's
3: a great film <laughs> i would used that for research <laughs> yeah. uh, for me I think uh, my favourite serial, serial killer would be uh, Richard Chase just for the fact that he was a very very unwell man from the beginning he, he, he the situation again everything aligned to kind of allow things to happen it was a period in time where people weren't looking out for serial killers uh, he was a very damaged man he actually got sectioned at one point and then when he was released into the care of his mother she persuaded him to come off his tablets because he wasn't himself and then he went on to commit some horrific murders and he was we would like to possibly cover him on one of the international episodes later in the series uh, but he believed that he had to drink the blood of people to put blood back into his body. Mm-hmm. He believed his stomach was upside down. Actually, he believed his blood was turned into dust. Maybe was in... voice, it was, though. It could have been. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, one's, but... no one's checked. Let's go check. We, we should, that could be a, a field trip. Yep. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I mean, that one was, he was just a very unwell man. And there's been people who have been equally as unwell as him that haven't got to that stage. And it was just horrific when the arrested in the state of his apartment was horrific. Mm-hmm. but that is something that I'd like to get into
0: yeah that sounds really and good one
2: for me is um, Ed Kemper and if you've watched Mindhunters he's one of the guys on that and I just I think it's fascinating because he's just like berated by his mother and ended up just killing a bunch of women because he thought women were too good for him because that's what his mother told him and it just it ended by him murdering his mother and then he turned himself in so if he just killed his mum the first time you know maybe.
0: or just it's, turned himself in and, you
2: know. <laughs> and he's also like he, now he's in jail now because he didn't get the death penalty, because the death penalty wasn't a law at the time in his state, but it is now apparently. And um, he now reads um, audio books for children. And apparently, he is the model prisoner. He helps um, organize people to go to their psychology <laughs> appointments, stuff like that. He's the model prisoner.
0: So, do you think like killing his mum kind of gave him some kind of mental closure <laughs> or cleansed him it in some be. way? It yeah. could be. Yeah,
3: it really could. It could possibly that was what he was always building up to. Yeah but there's also things that now the way he's saying he's helping people in prison Mm. but a lot of this is relating back to him being superior he's better than everyone else he wants the notoriety Mm -hmm. he wants to be you know he's the most dangerous prisoner in there and he's also the most helpful Mm -hmm. he wants to be the one that helps people a lot of the information that he helped with Mindhunter wasn't amazing quality information he was telling what he thought they wanted to hear Mm -hmm. he did seem to build like this whole personality that wasn't him and everyone loved him he was a well loved
2: guy he had to convince the police to go check his mother's house To make sure she was dead. He's like, I've killed my mom, you better go. they're like, no, no, you wouldn't do such a thing. You wouldn't. Just like I wouldn't
0: kill you
3: guys. Before we stop recording. Yeah. What's up, Fair City Podcast? This is Chris and Dan from Fresh Talk. Check us out at freshtalkpodcast.com. That's right. And if you had any idea how long it took me and Dan to do that bumper, you would actually probably never listen to us. Totally true. Get him, Stoby.
1: I always find female serial killers really interesting. Cause there's not as many of them, and it's always like they're just. I just find it crazy because there's so many. Like I think I read a statistic that was eighty percent of serial killers are between twenty and thirty, and they're a white male. Where and then the, that twenty percent are women. And is that something you think if you found someone you would featured it on?
3: Well that, well, that that actually leads us to the without spoiling too much, our second episode or the second story we'll cover yeah. is actually about the UK's first serial killer. Uh, who is actually a woman.
1: Ooh, wow. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> That'll be a
2: good one. It should be. I've not read the script yet. That's one thing. We're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm <get> it that <laughs> that, no, no, but that's one thing we're trying to do and um, I'll do one that he doesn't know a lot about, and then I'll be basically telling him the story to get his reaction as <laughs> mm-hmm. well. He'll have a, a good knowledge of it. I've got a terrible knowledge of, of Mary Ann Cotton. So I don't know how that's going to go. You just so gave the, the name away. Oh, sorry. You don't want to give the name away? Oh, I don't know. It was a big secret.
0: He, he was cagey about the name there, and then you just said me and Sorry. <laughs> it, it's a two-stage reveal. Yeah. <laughs> Teamwork in so, action. Sorry. I'll sorry, I'll just leave.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just do this by yourself.
3: Then. <laughs> yeah, so that's something that I've not seen done anywhere else. No. no. I mean, some of them do do it, but they'll do it in the kind of it's one for me and one for you like my favourite murder they do one uh, Karen will do one then George will do do one but we're going to split it into an episode so one episode you'll be the teacher and yeah. I'll be the student and then vice versa the yeah. following episode because I think we'll be able to give more in depth and also you can guide it more
2: yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And
3: stop us going off on too many tangents back to what you said about the women serial killers the interesting thing about that is uh, most of the female serial killers don't have the sexual element to it mm. which is something that's it's, it's interesting there's only very few have that sexual gratification like that alien her, what's her name and then Wornos, yeah.
1: she, she was mental yeah. I, mean, I watched her documentary and I was like what the hell <laughs>
3: Yeah. She, she was a deeply troubled person yeah, was, yeah, but there was, was a lot mad. a lot of her her murders were, well more, all of them were literally circumstantial she realised that she could do that it was easy to rob them if she got rid of the body and then her story would stand up more if there was no one to say if she said oh he raped me then there was no one to say, it. no I didn't. Because mm-hmm. she claimed all her murders were done in self-defence. She was the source. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she was she was a deeply troubled person. But it's it's interesting when you look into it.
0: Yeah. I think you can really only get away with that once as a defence. You know, if you're on like your
3: like your fourth rape murder, you know.
1: I think she well, was on definitely probably more than four as well. Yeah,
3: and the thing is Loki, she was uh, working as a a sex worker alongside highways so that was her excuse like oh it's happened again so statistically it see it happens to someone once every hundred people you sleep with that might only be a month for her mm. so that was kind of the what she was justifying it was saying yeah it's happened four times however look at all these people I have been with that I didn't kill uh, yeah, okay. whether that was true or not Mm-hmm. that's the other side of it but and she kept the names of all the people she slept with So that what you're no. suggesting look all these people she's not
1: like so she was very she wasn't, I don't think she was intelligent I think yeah. she was quiet she had some serious issues when she, was yeah. she had
3: a different kind of intelligence it was yeah. probably the definition of street smarts really yeah yeah but she would have to keep that audit trail for tax purposes, obviously, <laughs> you know. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a main, a main uh, concern of sex workers to make sure they're keeping adequate tabs on their transactions. <laughs> Absolutely. Really yeah. yeah. What comes in and what out, so to speak. Oh, no! Oh,
0: no.
1: And that no, I'm going. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.
0: If you were to have guests on your show, who would be your dream guest and... What would, like, would it be? It would be someone you. who was
2: interested in talking about it, or would it be a serial killer? Or can I so, say anyone in general? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say Chris Wittig just to see if he's listening. Right, okay. Yeah, there you go. Chris, right. you can have a proper answer now. My,
3: my proper answer wouldn't be a serial killer, it'd be Paul Harrison, uh, who's the UK's mind hunter. Right. I've recently started going to his uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night crime club in Manchester, which is fantastic. And the best thing is, getting on a tangent and he'll come out with stories about Charles Manson he'll come out with stories about Edmund Kemper and he's worked with these people uh, worked with the FBI in the eight, 70s, 80s and 90s in America and he's helped in the UK as well and he's such a fantastically interesting person but he's also really humble, really down to worth and a genuinely nice guy and he would just be, he's not the kind to come in and start spouting stories and oh when I did this when I did that, that's why it's, you kind of need to get him off on a tangent, distract mm-hmm. him it's like what you do at school you have an interesting teacher and you'd say, yeah. you'd say oh tell us about that time you did such and such and he'd go oh alright and you'd ask him a question about one case he's talking about and then he's suddenly started telling you about Charles Manson
2: mm,
3: yeah. and the first hand experience he's got you're not going to read that on Wikipedia because he's not the kind of person that would publish everything that would write about everything he's gone there done his work come home filed his report and then gone on to the next bit of his job mm-hmm. so you're getting first hand information that you've never heard anywhere else Yeah, and I- he's a fascinating fascinating man
0: I find that quite strange actually if you're dealing with cases like this and like you say, you file your report and then just move on. I file my report and sit up all night and be like, it often
3: it <laughs> <on? Yeah. laughs> What the fuck just happened, you know? Uh, maybe that's just me though. I think it's the desensitisation to it. I mean, That'd that's be, yeah. that's one thing that we're guilty of being completely desensitised. You read through and go, Oh, what? He only, he only strangled her? No, yeah. that's boring, that's not worth covering. Stabbed yeah. well, 52 are, yeah. times. Quite and bad. Manson's right, are yeah. yeah, letting mean, themselves down. You mean, Oh, what are yeah. they, what? there was there was, there was no on, uh, like, no, no, no. he's only got one arm off uh, one. what
2: a lazy man
0: I think that that is something that is for the general public it's almost a coping mechanism in a way it just that, it's that general desensitisation to a lot
3: of things
2: but also, like, I try not to think about it too much because it is very, very sad. Some of the stories we're going to tell are very, very sad. Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, we need to remember that these are people's children, these are people's wives, husbands, parents. Ancestors. Ancestors, you know, we could be... we could be, tell, Especially with the UK cases, I could start listing out names of victims and one of the ancestors could be living. And again, no hero worship, but if it's something you're listening to, that kind of goes without saying. Because mm-hmm. you're choosing to listen to this, you've got an interest in it. So... Don't really want to make too many excuses for. The yeah, no, there's a, there's a limit to how many, yeah.
0: how much disclaimer you you'll need to make it's on that. It's
1: educational, and it's yeah. it's interesting to a lot of people, and I think it's good that people are aware of it, and they're aware of these things happen because you can come from a really sheltered background and have no yeah. idea that this is happening yeah. elsewhere. But also, if you think about the amount of art form that's come out of serial killers and murderers, the films, the like every Hitchcock film, every every single thing, the songs that people <clears throat> express their guilt about it or their sadness about it by talking about it and yeah. using it as interest subject matter.
3: I mean, that was something that me and you bonded over when we first met. We we're both massive metalheads mm-hmm. and big into every kind of metal. I'm a massive death metal fan, so obviously, seven tenths of the songs are about Satanism and murder and two-tenths of songs are about space. <laughs> it's it's like, like anything, but it's mainly, it's mainly like, a lot of the bands, it's considered it's the musical form of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just... Yeah, well, when you call your band Cannibal Corpse, yeah, exactly. you know what's going on in their I mean, minds. You know The main ones, I mean, they get so much, like, they're not condoning it. They're just singing about it or screaming about screaming, it, growling yeah. about it. They're they're just conveying a message, and it's the general public uh, back in the day didn't really get the head around that. They were like, oh, they're condoning this. They're passing yep. this message on. It's no different, uh, different. to a Film to a film mm. that's always been. Yeah. I think it's always been music. Well, you don't think it would sound treated.
2: weird if Camel Corps had all their their musical stuff, but singing about like
3: falling in love with a woman. Mm. <laughs> well, well, what about if you think about it, the early Gajira albums, which is an album about a massive whale flying through space. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, you can't think about other things in metal, but... I'm
0: really pretty convinced that the Beatles did not live in a yellow
2: submarine. Yeah,
3: exactly. That, that is a small Nonsense. amount of creative uh, well, my,
2: I would like to interview one of the Beatles to see if they lived in a yellow submarine.
3: <laughs> I also don't think he was a walrus. <laughs> Cookie, <I don't>... no, <laughs> is, yeah.
1: You can go on for this. For world, yeah. like...
3: I don't think Ozzy Osbourne was a man made of iron.
1: <laughs> but it's art subject and it's used in a way that you yeah. can't maybe relate to the victims in a way to understand it and understand them better and that's okay that doesn't have to be justified yeah
3: it, it's, it's back back into the same thing of what everyone does when they're a teenager they go much like i mean it's a lot easier to find nowadays but videos of people like death videos gory pictures it was back in the like the early days of the internet when you were looking at things going oh i've got to go on this special Didn't website think it was and censored. So yeah you'd be like <laughs> oh my god and tracking stuff down having to mail order the face of the Death DVDs that me and you watched in my flat well they were horrible yeah and was that, like was that a proper snuff like yeah. well it's not not snuff as such it was, it was a compilation thing. of like of deaths but, but the original face of Death film got in trouble because they, they'd cut in other films into it so there's one scene of it was basically I think it was a 10 second scene of someone throwing themselves off a building but they cut in footage of, a, of a, firefighter, a crew of firefighters rushing through the building like they were trying to save them that wasn't uh, at the same time, that was filmed on a different day. Different mm. days. It was a training exercise, but they'd done that to get more, like, more sense of drama and gravitas to mm. it. Oh, yes. i forgotten about that DVD. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring, it, I'll bring it no, up next time. No, please
2: don't.
3: No. We'll do a podcast
2: <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch this. End of podcast. Psychoanalyze <laughs> like, well, people who watch this fucking
3: DVD, yeah. Yeah. and and we're we're not condoning like that kind of thing nowadays because all it is is. ISIS beheadings, terrorist videos and when, when I think it was around about the time that it was in the Ukraine or Russia when those uh, teenagers were murdering people that was kind of, I didn't watch that and I thought this is the, the limit for me I mean I like, I don't say I like it but I find videos of accidents interesting and people getting injured and things, it's fascinating because you realise that that's what's inside you mm-hmm. and you realise how fragile people are mm-hmm. but then when it comes to actual people being murdered, that's where I draw the line really, I don't advise people go searching for it today. No,
2: don't ever, ever watch that. No, it was know, back when the internet was good
3: in the yeah. early 2000s. There's
2: other stuff you can get on the internet. James, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's you still can good. Get, get your <laughs> shopping. Yeah. And the yeah. I sometimes buy jeans. <laughs> yeah. Tesco delivered to your house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you are got to draw the line then between talking about recent serial killings, even though there's not that many, but like recent and old, just to kind of. Or are you just going to, is it, can of all encompassing I, I, everything?
3: I think it's a bit of a tricky thing because serial killings have died down because the police Unintended. are a lot more. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, uh, the police are a lot more on the ball. There's a lot more security cameras. I mean, there's been some recent ones in the UK, uh, which we will cover, which are interesting because if there are listeners overseas, they won't know about them. Mm-hmm. And that'd be interesting. And, but I think really that it was the circumstances in the 60, the fifties sixties and seventies that caused the serial killers in the seventies eighties and nineties, and because they were aware of what was happening, schooling methods were different, parenting methods were different, social services were intervening sooner to take away children from you know like violent and damaging mm-hmm. environments, so it was I think that we're missing out on a lot of these serial killers or they're being picked up earlier, mm-hmm. you know when these kids are walking around with roadkill dead cats, you know setting fire to schools things like that still being, wet in the bed still wet in the bed at like 12, 13 people are picking up on that and going oh this needs this is a, a deeper line problem yeah. that needs to be resolved mm-hmm. yeah the understanding of how people work and what could lead to be a serial killer is, is better
2: so they're yeah. probably getting picked up earlier yeah. yeah but some of those stories the, the kids could have been picked up early like Dahmer could have been picked up as a kid there was a lot of signs there but he didn't end up to killing a lot of people i
0: seen a documentary about a, a 90s serial killer and it was like his first victim, he fed him spaghetti and kept feeding him and kept feeding him until eventually his stomach burst. And then the second victim, he had to cut a pound of flesh out of his own body to. I mean, like, <laughs>
2: are, you, are you talking about? What I think you're talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah
0: that's yeah, a bit I my, think there was my six, knowledge was there? <laughs> <laughs> So
1: for the people who are not as educated in the room, well, I was so reading loads of stuff today at work. Well, I was doing loads of work today, and. Um, Try to understand more. What's the difference then between a serial killer and a mass murderer?
3: Well, basically, a mass murderer is someone that like, kills lots of people. Like recently, the the shootings in Las Vegas. That guy's a mass murderer.
1: At, at one time. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, th- I think it's. I think there's. There's actually. I should research what the actual definition of a mass murderer. Well, is. I think can I have
1: it. <laughs> oh, go on. Serial serial killers let time pass between murderers. Mass murderers have no time pass between murders. Yeah, that's a big mouthful, but yeah. with mm-hmm. mass
3: murderers, you can get into th- what people call spree killers mm. which is where they never ha- calm down a lot of serial killers will have uh, the first kill a period will elapse they'll have the second kill that could be a month it could be a year it could be two years and then between the second and the third kill that time will significantly reduce and the third and the fourth that will reduce fourth and the fifth will reduce and they'll go into what's commonly referred to as berserker mode and that's generally when they're caught. it's when they're killing people Ted Bundy I, I think, think the sorority the house yeah and Tebony with the sorority has killed everyone. Jeffrey Down was building the shrine. It was when they really think that I'm getting away with this. The rules don't apply to me. Something I've always thought is that we all abide by these social norms and rules. And it's things of like you don't you don't shout at people. You don't know. You don't hit people. You're nice to people. And it's how you're brought up. But if you don't have this sense of compassion empathy within you. And you take a human life. And you can live with yourself after doing that. Well, then you kind of think, well, if that rule doesn't apply to me, none of the rules apply to me. And it's just, you think you're not going to be worried about parking tickets, electricity bills, if you've taken a life. Cause that's like the ultimate thing that you could do wrong. And if you've done that and you're fine with it, then really none of the rules apply to your society, which then means that people find this freedom when they will commit a murder, suddenly feel like they become free. They can finally be themselves. And then everything goes downhill. Mm-hmm.
1: And then they do something stupid, like not pay a parking ticket, and that's how yeah. they all get found. There's because always something it's like, like They don't get caught for the murder; they get caught for something absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah,
3: yeah. I yeah. yeah. mean, we were listening to a podcast today about Richard Ramirez when he was fleeing one of the houses. He was followed for I think it was several miles by a police car, and the police cars turned off and just didn't follow him because they didn't have number plate recognition. The yeah. card was reported stolen, but unless they have someone saying "Look out for a blue Chevrolet." They're not going to be looking for that car, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they, fought, get, they, they get they get sloppy and they get caught. Yeah, they? that's what it is. Yeah.
2: And serial killers compared to mass murders, they generally have like a specific <laughs> mo and how they do it is very methodical and very well thought through.
3: In mo- most cases, anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think with like mass murders is you can go into like the mass murders are doing it for business reasons, are doing it for personal gain, the working of competition, it goes into organized crime, mm-hmm. and and then you think like
2: serial killers doing it to to kill. Yeah, yeah that's it mass murderers do it because they're angry yeah that's not you know that's a broad definition of them but it's because they have a, like a pathological need to kill people really
3: that's what's interesting I find anyway the methodical yeah. pro- thought process of how they do it their MOs there is two kinds of serial killers it's a product killer and a process killer uh, you have your product killer which is they will kill the victim in any way the quickest way the most distant way with a gun poison things like that just to try and get it over and done with because all they want is the dead body Jeffrey Dahmer wanted to create a, a sex slave, a love yep. slave. He hated he wanted, killing. Yeah, he hated, he hated the killing. killing. He had to get drunk to be able to do it. He had to get off his face to be able to do it, and then he would just do it as quick as he could to get the corpse to get the body. And then he was happy with that, whereas you have process killers, who then were fixated on the actual act of killing. And it's a lot of times sexual for them yeah. as well. It's that, it's, you, you hear stories about people that they have it ties in their sexual awakening in puberty with an act of violence around that time and they link the two and it's when those things are linked and become concreted together that's when you have issues in their mm-hmm. life because they get mm-hmm. forced together but with those the process killer that's often where you get you more you really sadistic killers you yeah. know, the, the torture you know yeah. the BTK Yeah, box killer. box yeah, 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 yeah. the horrific ones they're getting pleasure out of it yeah. and then once they're dead it's like don't care mm-hmm. that's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're doing some, it for the end goal of, of the killing. Yeah, yeah, I they mean, some some of the process killers are actually the murder is literally just a way to get rid of rid of a victim, to get rid of mm-hmm. someone who can testify. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's you know they're not bothered about the killer. They want to do the torture, the rape, the, product, the I mean, abuse. Sure. Yeah, and and then when they get the body, they are like, oh well, I just need to get rid of that. Yeah. they're not bothered at all. There's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you guys know your stuff.
3: Just, we were frantically researching ten
2: minutes before you got here. That's what i out under the table. We're just name dropping people we saw on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Hope we get away with it. <laughs> now, I believe you had
0: a, a, a quiz or a game you wanted to. Well,
1: I was going to add some questions that I was going to ask you, because I wanted to know more. But you have absolutely—you've probably covered most of them. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, nope, done that, done that, yeah. done that.
1: I've covered most of them. So what I did was I uh, created... Because it's re- really realistic. First off, I want to talk about the fact... Have you watched Making a Murderer? Yes. And now uh, this is a great time to launch this podcast because they're doing Making a Murderer 2
3: mm-hmm. very soon. Yep.
1: Um, what do you think? Well, what do you make of it?
3: It was... With everything like that, the filmmakers had an agenda with doing it. I watched the entire... Series hundred percent on the side of Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey. They really did a number on Brendan Dassey. They mm-hmm. shouldn't have been allowed to do what they did. They shouldn't have interviewed me out an adult present. But then you get to the end of the series, you start looking on forums and on Facebook and Reddit and groups like that, and you start to think, oh, someone comes out with a different. There's so many. Yeah, so many yeah, things. Yeah. And you've got to think, like perhaps, perhaps uh, Stephen Avery did do it, not in the way they said and perhaps the police were wrong to do what they did to make the evidence fit the crime, but they weren't wrong in believing that he'd done it. And there's also questions that, there's, there's things that like they found the car, because I think it was either her, Teresa Halbach's brother-in-law, or her, I think her brother had found the car and then realised that he shouldn't have been where he was, so he had to do like an anonymous tips and the police had to stumble across her car, and it's, it's things like that to, they were trying to secure a conviction. The main thing that bothered me is if you throw out the evidence on Brendan Dassey, how did they then convict Stephen Avery on that same evidence? Hmm. It just doesn't make sense. I'd be interested to see how. Well, how you doing the, the second yeah, one? That's yeah, that's going to be fascinating. And
1: yeah, that talk of cults as well. I think that's something to draw on with the serial killers is that mm. all serial killers always seem to have like this massive cult following. Yeah. If you think about Charles Manson, the cult yeah. following is insane, and, and with all serial killers, you think that's that's people that are maybe glorifying, yeah, glorifying it.
3: I mean, for the record. Uh, Charles Manson I, I always say yeah. it's, it's I I this it's Charles Manson was not a serial killer he was a cult leader he's a cult. He's to... no yeah no I was saying not... he, he ordered
0: the murders nine uh, times out of I 10 of it's it's hard to but he didn't actually always he, commit them he didn't, them. Actually do, do he
1: the didn't murders, kill people think, he did he, kill a couple of people yeah
3: kill a couple of people but it, it wasn't he wasn't going around murdering 15 people He's a very controlling person he wasn't a nice man I'm not defending him but it's kind of like you're defending him I only heard <laughs> this, I only <laughs> best friends did you not hear yeah. <laughs> I only heard she a heard
2: story about, a boy about that, yeah.
0: recently I've, I've, I've kind of been oblivious to his story yeah. I know the name and, the, and the, the bit I find most interesting was that he was living with one of the members of was it the Beach Boys yeah. for yeah. a while really? as yeah. well and I find that just so bizarre that he like basically turned up on his doorstep and ended up kissing his feet to kind of win his trust. And yeah. then they ended up living in his house for a few months until the manager
3: came along, like the band's manager came along. and said, get it. Yeah, Charles, kind of Charles Manson was big into the whole sixties music scene. He was trying to make it as a singer-songwriter. And he, his music's not terrible when you hear it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's no worse he recorded than this album
0: and they were going to to back it and then they pulled out at the last minute or yeah. something like that. And,
3: and it was things in that kind of... He was basically just striving for acceptance. Mm-hmm. But this is a bit too... Psychology. He had a huge, <laughs> huge
1: cult following yeah. then, and even still now. Yeah. And there's like, uh, there's a TV program actually. If you like Charles Manson, called Aquarius, which is kind of a dramatisation, but more about the police side of the Charles Manson investigations. Yeah. So was really interesting. Um, but yeah. So, anything to say about cults?
3: I, I think well, like the cult following of of serial killers, it's because. It's not just women that gravitate towards them, but I think it's a lot of people, a lot of circles are male. Mm. And the people are I think it's a combination of some women who've had issues with relationships in the past. It's the distance that helps them. Mm. It's and they can choose what qualities they like and don't like. And it's almost like I like this person, he's never gonna get out of prison. But that's okay because, you know, that kinda takes the chance away and it's just I think a lot of it is also if you're starstruck, and it's the way you, the way you're wired up. If you if you're really into music, you're gonna fixate upon different songwriters, different bands. If you're really into true crime and serial killers, you're gonna you know fixate around someone. If you think they're really handsome, you're gonna go, oh my god, he's amazing, he's so dreamy. He did all this, but I don't think he did himself. And a lot of the thing about serial killers, they're very manipulative people. And, I mean, Ted Bundy was incredibly charming,
1: and he was cute to this day yeah, as well. Like, oh, I was watching the Ted Bundy <laughs> documentary, and I was like, mm, "Like, yeah, he's not <laughs> bad." <Yeah.
3: laughs> if he wasn't a serial killer, really. Just
1: that yeah. one thing. <laughs> yeah.
3: But it's 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 just that I think I think a lot of it is it's appealing to people that have had failed relationships and they've got issues themselves and it's the distance that I think it's the distance more than the actual person mm-hmm. and the, the writing of the letters or whatever yeah. it's almost like a vent for them it's yeah. a, an outlet and it's, it's rom- very romanticised as well
1: mm-hmm. but even not cults like as in women following serial killers about I mean even now on the internet as you said with the, making a murderer everyone's got uh, something to say about yeah. it everyone's like well it could have been this it could have been that or this could have happened and that could have happened and it's kind of
3: you get There's not the, so
1: much interest in it.
3: Yeah, you get the issues where, like, in modern days with like trials and things that
1: people the, like tweeting it.
3: People like tweeting it, but also it's like in the trial of Casey Anthony when she was being tried and the the jury was sat there. They could only uh, basically answer the questions that they were being asked with the information that they were given in the courthouse so when they were saying oh we know she killed a daughter because she did this and they'd say yeah but you read that in the newspaper you can't base your decision that off that difficult. you can only do it based off what you've been told today mm-hmm. and that's the issue it's like a lot of these people they think they're doing the good thing by getting the information out there but it can upset trials it can mm-hmm. pervert the course of justice mm-hmm. and it's just it's not for the best thing but mm-hmm. I mean everyone's got an opinion these days about everything
1: and everyone loves a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Nothing people love more in life is a conspiracy theory. Yeah.
3: It's that perfect combination of being off the beaten track. You get, get to go in your own soapbox. You get to talk about things that you're interested in to people that look up to you. It's pretty much this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah. yeah. We're we're like, trying yeah. to start our own cult <laughs> applications <laughs> yeah, we'll too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll be successful. But it is
2: strange, though, we watched, uh, if you watch Dark Tourist on Netflix, this guy goes to all the, yeah. the kind of out-of-the-way, dark places you can go in the world, and he goes to where De- Jeffrey Dahmer lived, and the puppy used to go to pick up these guys, and you get all these women in there just, like, saying, oh, yeah, I love this man, you know, and all that, and it's just really weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's so beautiful. I was like, darling, he's gay. He's not going to want you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I find that weird. I would never want to, you know, um, worship a serial killer in that mm-hmm. way. No. no.
0: Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's quite funny and again I'm going into film territory but um, uh, Natural Born Killers no
1: not great film yeah.
0: yeah so you've got Mickey and Mallory are going around doing all these murders or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's showing you the, the cult following yeah. as well you know yeah. and, and, and
1: that film itself had a cult following and it was like it was just it was like it was glorified at this time. it did not have to get banned for a while I, think I, it was, I remember, I remember it. the controversy when
2: that yeah, came yeah, out I,
1: I yeah I'm a wee bit yeah. too young but yeah it's brilliant it was crazy
0: Let's watch that later on. It's such yeah. a good album. Yeah, I do enjoy that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I've got everything pretty much covered that I was going to ask. Uh, are you going to do your quiz? Have you got any more questions? No, I think
1: I'm all good. I was going to do a quiz on Cluedo for you, but you've pretty much answered the stuff that I was going to do. I haven't mentioned Cluedo once. You Mr. Colour of Mustard over there. It was. It was do you want story. me to do it? And then you can, yeah, we can well, see how much yes. you know about Cluedo, the game board. <laughs> Just have
3: a so fun, yeah. as
1: much as this is not in true crime, because this is completely well, infactual, not based on real life events. So, <laughs> Wait, um, what?
0: People do get murdered by candlesticks. <laughs> do they? Oh, come on. You're, you're, in, you're, in the, you're ruining the game the, already. Oh, sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. So I'm going to test
1: your study. knowledge. So, you've got, so I've got three rounds, which is you have going to have to tell me everything about the Cluedo game. So I'm going to test how much you know about Cluedo. <laughs> I grew up on Cluedo I love this game no, no. so I was just like I need to talk about this for a bit <laughs> so you've got one, two, three, four, five, six characters mm-hmm. yep. so I want their colour and their names okay um,
3: Colonel Mustard uh,
2: that was mine yeah yeah so we've got yellow now. yeah um,
3: Professor, Professor Plum Professor Plum is Plum colour purple someone
2: scarlet wasn't there
3: oh I was the, was that the red one? am I
0: allowed to join in? yeah or yeah you're Miss, Miss Scarlet is it
3: Miss Scarlet it's
0: not yeah. Miss Scarlet is it
3: yeah it's Miss Scarlet oh, Miss Scarlet. Scarlet and she is was red yeah the vicar was green but I can't remember his name uh, Reverend Green you're Reverend Green yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my word.
1: well you're you're just you make a you might smash the whole game so. on, I'll give him
2: a copy um,
1: don't you dare so yeah do you me give you the colours and then you're going to be Colonel
3: Sanders he was white Sanders was
1: nah
0: <laughs> Professor No that was Professor green. Professor so you've ones. got the red
1: You've got the yellow yep. You've got
0: The, the blue
1: And then you've got the purple Yep No have you got, uh, so have you got Red
0: You've no, no. it was Mr Pink <laughs>
2: Yeah
0: Yeah but you've not
1: got blue Blue That's any from of a bird But well, I don't know if it's a bird or not It's some kind of thing with feathers Eagle
2: Did you have
1: the Eagle. birds If they've got
0: feathers
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it flies so I don't think it's a bird All right, a Penguin No No okay that's Mr Emu Blue Pieces <laughs> Peacock Mrs. Oh, oh
0: yeah. we never
2: got that.
1: And then you got the white, you're missing the white piece, the, the, the white maid.
0: piece. She was the, uh, was she the maid? No, she was,
1: yeah. Um, Mrs. White. Yes, fu- this was Mr. White, she was the maid. Yes. But fun fact, Mrs. White actually got um, sacked in by the 50-year-old game board last year and got changed to um, Dr. Orchid.
3: <laughs> but it's
1: also, Dr. Orchid is also a woman. So um, there we go. Right. No so it. one, two, three, four. <laughs>
2: Learning so much tonight.
1: Three, four, five, six. Don't say I didn't bring anything to this because you're going to know so much about the Cluedo game. Christmas is going to rock this year. One, two, three, four, five. You've got six weapons.
2: Candlestick. Yeah. Lead pipe. Rope. Yep.
0: Dagger. Uh, yep. Was it a pistol? I think so. It was a gun.
1: It's a revolver, but yes, oh. take that. So you have got one more.
0: How are you counting on this? I don't.
1: Really yeah, no one can <laughs> see <laughs> you. I've got like three fingers holding up on one hand and three it's on the like other, but I'm of, making like uh, a. One of
3: those is a thumb. One of them's a thumb, <laughs> metal, and the other one's
1: a pinky. And hybrids what's
3: this going on here. Index, ring the
1: ring finger. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. I didn't want
2: to ask if you
1: had a problem with your hands. <laughs> I, don't, I was, like, I was doing off, hand. off
0: Bill Nye kind of thing. So, <laughs> so we've got one more
2: to get. One more. Sorry.
1: Something you use to fix a car. Rends. Oh,
2: Rends. No, wrench. That's a mechanic. is not it?
1: mechanic. <laughs> You've got nine rooms. This is the last one, it's the hardest one.
2: Library. Study. Library. Study.
0: Kitchen. Yeah. Bedroom. Billiard room.
1: Oh, yeah. Orange. And um, right? bedroom's not one. Bedrooms,
0: what? not one. No. Second bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, we're not all that fancy that we've got a spare bedroom.
3: <laughs> Downstairs, <laughs> toilet <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> the pantry, yeah, the no. observatory. So got, <laughs> okay. he was killed in the orange room. So we got.
1: So what did we say? orchard, library, lounge, study, library. kitchen, lounge, billiard room, so wine cellar.
3: Got. That's.
0: The, the basement. Well, is I could take board. that. The cellar. cellar I'll cellar. take that. Is it cellar? cellar. I was thinking. I th- do you get 90. murdered in the cellar door? No, you did not say murdered. You, you, know, get, you get murdered on the dance room, floor. Yeah. But um, oh,
1: no.
2: that's good. <laughs>
0: so you've got
1: one, cellar. two, three, four. Somewhere you eat. Kitchen. No. Dining room. Dining room. room. Um, so uncultured.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this this <laughs> is one room with my kitchen.
1: Somewhere that you walk through to get to the rooms. Hallway. Yeah. We've got two more. An atrium. Both, <laughs> both <laughs> that I don't have. Reception room. No. Um, mm-hmm. One is a room where I would put a gown on and dance in. Dressing room. A ballroom.
2: A ballroom. A ballroom. Yep. I've got a ballroom. The last one
1: you. is where you sit out when it's sunny and then um, it's attached to your house. Yeah, a conservatory. <laughs> well, I don't think it's probably we attached with to
3: in this game, but it was. I didn't have conservatories in like the 30s? When it was. Yeah, what
1: is <laughs> like, a conservatory in the 30s?
3: We went with observatory <laughs> before <laughs> we went <with> conservatory. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the game was the game put out in 1949. Really? So yeah, so it's that's very why, old. That's why they
3: didn't have bedroom, because it was a bit old to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they had Just, 65 it the uh, room. other rooms. Yeah. So yeah,
1: there you go. Now you can all play Cluedo very well. I can <laughs> imagine some. Uh, and 19... you all have some trivia knowledge. 1950s
3: father sweeping the board off the table because it had the word bedroom on it. I'm <laughs> <So And laughs> not no, like, so so in so my so house. We are not
2: posh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to my conservatory, <laughs> yeah. not the bedroom.
1: Or the billiard room. What's <laughs> that billiard room? Is that where they play pool?
2: Well, yeah, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was actually a guy called Billy Yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: dear. Yeah, sorry. See, look,
1: you could have fun on serial killer podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do a game, of, like a trivia game at the end of the be it be it.
3: Just to lighten the mood the bit. a bit. Just to lighten the mood.
1: Like We're all going to go <laughs> laughing, thinking about Dr Orchid tonight in the billiard room. So
3: basically you have to listen to my voice for an hour and then do a test. Sorry, I just <laughs> like, that's that's just how many cool children thinking. did he kill?
0: Just imagine it at the end, be like, and then he murdered her. Question one. Yeah. What is Mayfair have- partnered with in the
2: Monopoly board? <laughs> I think
3: I know this one.
2: What year was Monopoly made? <laughs> oh,
0: Chad, I don't know. You may now
3: turn over your paper and start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant. That uh, so was fun.
3: Well, cheers, guys.
0: Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. good. Uh, thanks for having
3: us. So, on the on the old internets, where can people find you guys? We are on Twitter. Uh, the We're on a bloody mess podcast. Excellent. Uh, I... We're going to start on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can get us on email. We haven't got a Facebook page yet, but that's coming very soon. We're kind of concentrated on doing the actual material rather than the the additional things where people actually want to look at. Yep. No, that's interesting. Yeah, we're planning on, uh, for each podcast we record, we're going to take some photos and upload things and just give you something to look at, really. Keep your interest. Make sure you don't forget about us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent.
1: And their podcast is at mess underscore podcast
3: thank god someone knew that yeah. ah. I'm good at my job <laughs> right,
1: right. there
0: we okay. go then. excellent, well thanks for being on guys thanks for Appreciate having us, this. thank you for much. giving us this opportunity that's ok, yeah. just don't let us down <laughs> no, <laughs> no pressure, oh, no
2: pressure. <laughs> how long have you known me, how many times i let you down
0: exactly, that's why I'm telling you not to this out thing. with computer games <laughs> um, Holly, do you want to sign off ok,
1: off? well thanks for letting me be here thank and I've learnt loads um, and I'll definitely be tuning in especially tweet two but I'll, I'll tune in week one as well and see what happens and um, I'm Holly and I'll see you later
0: excellent where can people find you on oh,
1: you can google me mostly that's what I say is when I sign off you can just google me but I'm <laughs> at Holly on Instagram and at Holly Irvin all on the old Twitter account and my Facebook it's just my family on there so <laughs> many years <is> are <not> allowed <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's IE at the end of Holly yes IE
1: don't call me with Y <laughs>
0: excellent well thanks everyone so as always you can find us on all social media at fcpodnet as well as online at fcpod.net where you'll find our other great shows as well if you've enjoyed what you've heard from us and think i'd love to buy one of them a beer please please make it me uh, you can visit the patreon uh, visit our patreon site at patreon.com forward slash fcpodnet support us there Alternatively, you can just tell your friends or us through social media or email us at, fcpodnet at outlook.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.
1: Just open my Google and it's Gary Ridgway. This one, looking at this at work, it's just a serial killer on my Google page. Sure. Oh well.
2: It's better than what was on my Google page when I opened it. The other <laughs> <laughs> I got you there. Oh, that's so funny. It's so funny. I think
1: that's up still-